It is a technological world, and Blaine Kylo can be found at solocore.com, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S.com, and Twitter as the Solocore. Have you, I contemplated it today, Blaine, I, um, I've been thinking about dumping the Twitter. Has it occurred to you yet? Have you noticed a difference? I'm just not enjoying it. It's, everything is very combative, I'm finding, in political. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there are fewer people out there. I thought that I had, I was following more people than I seem to be following. Um, so things have changed. I'm not going to get rid of it because I'm a tentative user of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really isn't a replacement. I mean, I know there are a couple of other things out there. Mastodon is not a replacement. No. A couple of other things are are interesting. I, I do think that there will be something that will come along that will replace Facebook and Twitter in the same way that Snapchat and Instagram, you know, they all have their own little things. Um, so I couldn't be bothered to get rid of it. I have, however, downloaded all of my data so that if things do get really bad or really weird, I can get yeah, rid of that account. Up. And I've got at least a copy of my information, which I recommend everybody do. Yeah, and it's, uh, it is a bit of a spaghetti now, trying to find your settings. Uh, that part has definitely changed. There's like a million different places and settings and things to go to. It's kind of like Facebook that way, where you get lost and everything. Anyway, we are mostly on Facebook. If you go to shiftheads.ca, you can see our Facebook group there. It is fun. It is playful. It is not political. In fact, that's against one of the rules. So if you want to have some good times and communicate with other shiftheads, you can very easily. Blaine Kylo goes on family vacation at Christmas. Do I see a little more Arctic blonde in your chin there, my friend? Oh, I think it's always been there. I think maybe I've got better lighting in here than usually. Um, so it's showing up more. No, you know what? We had we had 16 days in South Florida, and wow. we dodged every travel panic that happened in Canada and in the U.S., so things went very smoothly. This was a two-and-a-half-year delayed vacation, something we were supposed to do in April of 2020. and. Mm-hmm. When the world went on pause, so did the vacation, and we finally got it in. Good. Worth it? Yeah, it was. We saw lots. We did lots. Um, let's start there because the one of the big drivers for me was to finally get a chance to see what Disney World had yes. done with the Star Wars universe and that Star yeah. Wars experience. And I'll tell you, it was actually really interesting because theme parks are a hotbed of technology. Not all of it's consumer technology necessarily. It's it's technology that's driving things. And in Black Spire Outpost, which is what they call that, I mean, that's it, it's the part of the planet of Bantu, which is in the Star Wars universe. That's what they have created at Hollywood Studios down at Disney World. And you get the range of things. So the, one of the original Star Wars rides was called Star Tours. And you kind of load into uh, a ride with a bunch of other people. And really, it's just kind of a gimbal it, with the screen. And so you kind of get shaken around a little bit. And you get some videos showing. And then there's an animatronic C-3PO that's piloting this thing. It's, it's ancient. It's really old. So that's one experience. And on the other side, you've got these new things that were created for the Star Wars experience. You've got the Smuggler's Run, 
ride where you're actually in the Millennium Falcon and you get to interact mm. with the the ride itself. So you're shooting guns or you're piloting the the Falcon or you're you're having to you do some kind of engineering things as part of the ride. And then there's Rise of the Resistance, which is the sort of premier ride there. And the technology in that runs the gamut from the animatronics, which is kind of was the original magic that Disney created, was animatronics as a way of, of creating these characters, all the way through really interesting video technology to create the experience and the illusions. And that Rise of the Resistance ride, I'm not going to get into detail because I think everybody should experience it for themselves. But there were a couple of moments in that ride where I had, I my I had to catch my breath. I stepped out really? at one point into one of the the parts of the ride, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm actually here now. And it was very convincing, and it was very thrilling, and it was worth every minute of the two and a half hours that we had to stand in line oh, no. to get through the ride. All the technology, hey, and they haven't figured that part out yet. Well, you know, really what going to theme parks is all about, it's all about moving people. And Disney does a pretty good job of giving you things to look at while you're in these lines and they're moving you through. Um, but that's also where your cell phones become really important. And Disney's also got games that they've created and an app that they've created that you can use in the park. Wi-Fi is everywhere in the park, so you don't have to worry about being on cellular connections. They make it easy for you to use your mobile devices to stay engaged and to keep yourself busy because they know that you're in a line and they want you to be happy while you're in a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine that's probably like the technique. Can you imagine the technology that's behind that in, um, you know, tracking you, knowing you go into Ford? I mean, when you walk into a mall, they track you anonymously. They track your phone and they know that the first place you go is the Apple store. The second place you go is Starbucks, right? Like, so everything that's in between Apple and Starbucks is the most valuable real estate in the mall. Can you imagine what Disney does to know how to effectively market to you? That's wild. Well, and, and also how they can shape the geography of their environments to make it easier for people to move through so that they can get hundreds of thousands of people in those spaces. And you don't necessarily feel like you're crammed in with hundreds of thousands of people. Huh. That's cool. All right. Blaine Kylo, solocore.com. There you go. That is the Disney experience down south. What do you got in the land of the gaming, my friend? Well, I, I went through and I took a look at the games that I played in 2022, and I'm not going to list them all. I picked 15 of the games that I played last year, and these were new games, not you know old games that I was playing on different systems. And I only picked games that I actually played as opposed to all of the, because I don't actually play everything. I don't necessarily get copies of everything. So of the things that I've played, I picked 15. They're on my website if anybody's curious. But really, there were a couple of highlights. Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok. Those are both PlayStation exclusives, you'll note. Um, Destiny 2 pulled me back in with the Witch Queen expansion. I expect the same thing is going to happen with the new expansion that comes out in February. Destiny is one of those games. It, if I could only have one game to play... 
it would probably be Destiny 2 if I couldn't play anything else. It's the thing that keeps me coming back. Um, But some really interesting games. It was a bit of a thin year. I think that maybe this year we'll see a little more. There's a few things coming out in the first few months of this year that are going to be quite interesting. Um, One of the surprises from last year was a game called Immortality. We talked about it a few weeks ago where you're lit, it's literally a shuffle text of video clips that you need to rearrange and make sense of and try and solve the mystery of a missing actor. Um, so there were some interesting um, surprises last year in the gaming space. Cool. I like it. All right. Um, I, I've learned from you when I see games and, and um, which ones are sort of the peak ones and which ones people talk about and which people, uh, which ones people get into. So I've learned a lot over the last little bit in converse and conversation about this. What about Canada? Let's talk about Canada. What's going on in Canada around gaming. Yeah. The entertainment software association of Canada, this is an industry association. So it's funded by the different um, companies that are involved in game development or game publishing in Canada. And every year they do a survey to try and get a snapshot about the people who are playing games. And I find that the statistics and the numbers are, are always quite interesting. And so last year, uh, the report came out sort of in, in November, um, 53% of Canadians played video games regularly, uh, in, 2022 for an average of 7.9 hours per week. So that's pretty significant gaming as an entertainment or a pastime. The gender split completely even 51% of Canadian women are playing 49% of the people responding to the survey were men. Um, But what was more interesting for me is how um, people reported that gaming was a social activity for them. So 67% of the people who responded said that games had actually introduced them to new friends and new relationships. Um, And 70% of kids are playing games with other kids. So video games have really become, and especially in the pandemic, when uh, people weren't able to gather in person in the same way, video games became a way that Uh, for people to stay connected. And we've talked a number of times in in this segment about how kids are using video games as a place to sort of be, right? Like they can be playing Fortnite, but they're not really playing Fortnite. They're kind of in that space together, talking about things, listening to music, doing all kinds of other things. Fortnite is just the environment in which they're existing. So some interesting numbers to confirm how much people are using video games as a way of staying connected. Would you throw that in the same bucket as that kids don't really use Snapchat for the Snapchat features anymore and making stupid puppy faces. They just basically use it to chat. Actually, that's ex- take pictures that's ex- of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what my kids are using Snapchat for. It's become their messaging tool. It's it's yeah. not actually. It has very. I mean, they're using um, photos and things like that to to communicate with each other. But that's not what it's about. Really, it's about staying connected and and sharing information with each other. Fascinating stuff. Uh, it's amazing. It takes on a life of its own. Okay. Um, high on life. Let's touch on that. 
Yeah, we talked about this when it was first announced. This is a goofy, strange game. First-person shooter, mechanically, it's fairly standard, but this comes from the brain of Justin Roiland, who is the co-creator of Rick and Morty, and High on Life overflows with the same kind of raunchy adult humor that that series is known for. This is not going to appeal to everyone, but if that sense of humor appeals to you, this shtick is so committed here that it's enough to kind of keep you going through. Your weapons are um, guns that are actually creatures and they're talking to you the whole time. And that's where the humor comes from is the patter of the guns, these sentient creatures that actually you use to try and get rid of the alien crime syndicate that has invaded earth because people happen to be a really great drug. And so these aliens are actually um, consuming humans to get high. And so you are trying to save humanity from being consumed as an illicit substance by aliens. It's goofy. It's strange. It's weird. There's a lot of interesting things going on. There it is. All right. Uh, solocore.com if you want to follow along and uh, see what Blaine Kylo gets up to welcome back to the great white north and uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for all your hard work buddy it's great to see your face again happy new year everybody we'll see you next week